Okay, everybody, get comfy. Take off your belt. <laughs> Call your dad. <laughs> say hello. Eat some pizza. Maybe not the whole thing. <laughs> but also, god damn it, f- fuck it. Eat the whole thing. Just eat the whole fucking pizza, because we're back, baby. We're baby back ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Survived COVID nineteen. No, we here didn't. we are. No, we didn't. We didn't have it. Luckily. Well, <laughs> it's also not over. Also, it's not over. I got tested. Didn't get the results. But I got tested. Wait, you didn't get the results yet? Yeah. That's so annoying. Nope. It's been like a week. Been five days. Goodness gracious. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's five days. Discounted. I was gonna say WebMD needs to do better, but CityMD needs to do better. Yes. Um, <laughs> WebMD. <laughs> does need to do better webmd really needs to do better my sister is telling me she has stomach cancer like every other day because everything she googles why why? everything she googles comes to that conclusion that she has like a cyst in her stomach cancer don't google shit that you feel never do that never google shit that you feel is what we want you to take away from this (laughs) never do that never google anything lord forgive me for i have forgotten how to podcast (laughs) <laughs> I think we're doing okay so far. I think, I think we'll make it. I think I, we'll make it. A uh, Doug is holding his mic really weird, hey. and he was trembling a little. <laughs> I wasn't trembling. I was shaking it on purpose. <laughs> were you trying to do a bit? But I just thought you were trembling. Yeah, I was doing a bit. Um, Doug has a lot of sweat accumulating on his furrowed brow. <laughs> <On> my brows. <laughs> I'm so nervous right now. Right above his furrow brow. Oh, have you watched The Old Guard? No. With Charlize um, Theron. 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 Thespian. Thespian. No. I'm Lesbian. Not. No. Charlize could have been on The L Word if she tried. On The L Word? You know that lesbian show? No. No. Okay, oh, is anyway. it called The L Word? It's called The L Word. It's not love. It's lesbian. <laughs> ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Um, but apparently it's based on a comic or something. It's really good. Pretty cool. Pretty um, cool to hear. But you know what's really exciting? We're not watching that. We're going to watch something else. What are we watching? Watching the saddest, most beautiful film ever created in mankind history. Wait, I think that this is a great place to talk about something else before we say okay. <laughs> what we <laughs> I don't know where you're segueing to, but hey. Um, uh, how long has it been since our last confession? Confession meaning watching a movie? Yeah, watching a movie. It's been a long-ass time. Yeah, uh, I would say I literally don't have a guess. Four months? I think it's been four months. Oh, God, not ten months. Ten ten months ago, I was like seven years old. It was before before the quarantine. Yeah, definitely before the quarantine, and then we didn't see each other for a while, and we only spoke via text message and Instagram. every other three weeks. It was it was horrain days. <laughs> um, me and Doug missed each other a lot and missed sitting down for movies. Yeah. But now we're here watching The Fox and the Hound 2. The fo- oh. <laughs> oh. I The second you said that, I got like a little gassy. That's how upset <laughs> I was. <laughs> My body was like, we need to get this out of here. <laughs> get this thought out of here. God, Just no. Just kidding. We'll never watch that. That came out in one. 2006. The, the second one? Yeah. <laughs> How do you know that? Oh, because I just read it on Wikipedia. Nice. It's probably her- horrendous. Yeah, no. But we're watching The Fox and the Hound 1, which is um, not arguably one of the best films ever made. Not arguably. <laughs> no one. 
I challenge no one to argue with me. You'll <laughs> lose. Don't argue. Um, but we haven't watched it yet, and we've, if you remember to our old days before we were old and gray after quarantine, yeah, we I'm were 50. very surprised by a lot of the movies, so. We were. We were. We hated Robin Hood before we watched it this time. Not, so, I'm sorry, not Robin Hood, the other guy, Peter. Pete Pan. Parker? Oh. No, the other Pete. Bushami? <laughs> Pete Bushami. Peter Bushami. <laughs> From um. Valley Stream. <laughs> was a firefighter for real sure that we just talked about it okay anyway um yeah but maybe we'll hate this probably not we're not gonna hate it <laughs> hating it is the wrong opinion Definitely. but um i don't know i just remember it being super flawless so and it's interesting because it, it wasn't the critical ugh, let me swallow all my Whoa, spit that was disgusting I... you guys <laughs> You guys, <laughs> um, the critical perce- reception was interesting. You want to hear it? Kind of. Okay. Read it out. The critics praised the animation and the voice acting of the film, but believed the film was not groundbreaking enough. <sighs> so they I'll put break out. your ground, bitch. Oh. So... Stop yelling at me, Douglas. I just came here to watch an animated film. <laughs> um, the. The thing about that is this is a movie about a fox and a dog being friends. Being Why? What about it had to be more groundbreaking? I thought it broke so much ground. (laughs) This is what the um, Wikipedia starts with. It sounds kind of like it had a lot of potential to be groundbreaking. Hmm. Um, Like with the social connotations of the film. Here we go. The Fox and the Hound is a 1981 American animated musical buddy drama film. Produced bars. Produced by Walt Disney Productions, heard of them, and loosely mm-hmm. based on the 1967 novel of the same name by Daniel P. Mannix. Okay, Mannix. The 24th Disney animated feature film. The film tells the story of two unlikely friends, a red fox named Todd, Todd with one D, oh. and a hound dog named Cooper. With copper. One O. Not Cooper. <laughs> it's copper. <laughs> Cooper with one O. So Cooper with copper. one O. <laughs> Who struggled to preserve their friendship despite their emerging instincts. Emerging instincts. Emerging yes. instincts, yes. And growing up and being a dick. Exactly. And the and the surrounding social pressures demanding them to be adversaries. True. The film was directed by Ted Berman, a bunch of other people, and Kurt Russell's in it. Wait, who's he voice? Who does he voice? He's the second he's the second name, so I'm thinking the fox or the hound. Kurt Russ. Oh, he's probably the Fox or the Hound. Yeah. He's probably the Fox. Let's see. I do want to know this. Yeah. I just watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Wow. Recently. Wait, the, he yeah. He's so good. And I always mix him up with that other guy who looks just like him. Oh. Um, Russell Kurt. Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> he. Adult Copper. Okay. Adult Copper. Copper though. is the dog. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Crazy. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, we're about to maybe have some some tears, some laughs, some laughing tears. And uh, we're also ready to, um, after we did eat mad pizza, the only thing that would be appropriate to wash it down with is definitely some the fox and the how many of these picklebacks can we knock back because we're back. Woo! Nailed that.
She didn't think she was going to remember that. But she did, though. It just rolled off my tongue like a couple of pieces of... of, of Pickles. Pickles. (laughs) Rolling down my throat. So we're going to just, like, keep ripping pickleback shots whenever we fucking feel like it. Okay, Douglas, I have to drive home, so we're going to... So we're going to have three. We're going to have about three. Um, But do you want to have one now, quickly? Yes. Wait. First off, first of all, wait, let's um let's talk about why they're picklebacks while you pour them. You explained that beautifully to me, so. Okay. Do it. Th- thank you, Doug. That's very nice. Um so Fuck you. I <laughs> so the reason why I chose picklebacks is because number 1, we really couldn't think of a drink for this <laughs> one. Um I was thinking that we could do a little callback to one of our other favorite movie foxes, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um and possibly do like an apple cider kind of thing. But that's just a fantastic Mr. Fox drink. So that would be a cop out. So, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Name Dropalopagus. So I thought since me and Doug both like picklebacks, um, don't call us gross because you're wrong. Two things that are or people try to make adversaries are definitely Jack Whiskey and pickles. Yeah, everybody tries to make them adversaries. It's so annoying when people try to make them adversaries. I get so pissed. <laughs> it's so fucking obnoxious when people try to make them adversaries. I'm glad we can agree on that, Doug. <laughs> so, I was thinking that we should combat this by obviously drinking them together. And since it's already, like, they have a beautiful friendship that certain people can appreciate, definitely, like me and Doug Agreed. and other people. Definitely appreciate a good pickleback. It's science well, in your mouth, magic in your mouth. I might even go out on a limb and say. True that. But there yeah. are still people who are trying to separate pickle juice and whiskey. And that's not okay. And we just don't think that's okay. So I think that that really gets at the foundational themes of this film. I agree. I agree. Beautiful. Beautifully said. Thank you so much. I'm crying already. So, what do you want to toast to for this first pickleback? To the douchebags. <laughs> toast to the assholes. <laughs> toast to the scumbags. I mean, Todd's kind of a... You know, Copper's kind of a douchebag, right? Copper's trained to be a douchebag, though. Right. He's like... The, the societal um, limitations of their friendship is pushed upon them. Go off. Yes. <laughs> Copper is trained out of being a good friend. So this one is to Copper for being almost a douchebag. But okay. figuring himself out. So who's the asshole? But we've never who's seen the movie yet, so I'm just taking a guess. Spitballing. I love when you spitball. Okay, let's take it. Does All that right. mean I have to move over there? Uh, no, I can hand it to you. No, you know what? I'm going to come over there. All right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Ready? So how we do a pickleback is... The whiskey is first. You shoot the whiskey down your throat. You open up all of the orifices in your throat, all of them, and then you let it go. And then you follow it with a nice juicy pickle juice cup. Pickle juice cup. Pickle juice cup. Let's go. Okay. The copper. The asshole. And the taste is gone. And I got some seeds in that one. That was kind of gross. And the taste is gone. You're right, Douglas. It's gone. Just like their friendship is gone. <laughs> Shit. Wait, um, both Whoa. very acidic liquids just hit my stomach. What other acidic liquid? Um, whiskey? As the whiskey. Acidic? I don't think it's acidic, bro. It's not acidic? I don't believe so. But I could be wrong in that one. 
after you took the shot, I hope that you can hear this difference in your voice Me? on the mic. Me? You literally, your voice drops like three octaves. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is how I talk every day. Every time Doug takes a shot, his voice is going to get lower. <laughs> please, um, please track that. But I still laugh like this. <laughs> the hardest choices require the strongest wills. Smith? <laughs> There's some drama with those people. Fancy son? <laughs> All right, maybe we should watch Fox and the Hound and not talk about the Smith. Okay. We're going to watch a nice, nice, nice movie. I'm really glad that Kurt Russell is playing Copper and not Shane Dawson. Yeah, me too. Let's have another shot to that. Let's have another shot to that. <laughs> okay, I think me and Doug are going to have one more shot. And I'm so glad we're back. Woo! And later we're going to read all of the um, uh, s- scores of yeah, the other films. To catch up. All right, so we'll see you at the to review. To catch up. To catch up. And pickles. And pickles. Doug? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Barely. Are you okay? It's a big wowie for me. <laughs> Can we get this fucking The Fox and the Hound 2 bullshit off the screen, please? <laughs> Can I get a wowie from the chat? <laughs> <laughs> that was good as fuck. Dude, that was just... That was better than I remember. <laughs> yeah, this- <laughs> It came back. I just need this to leave right now. Yeah, the, that movie is... The Fox and the Hound... It was exactly as I expected it to be. The Fox and the Hound 2 looks worse than I thought it would be. <laughs> and <laughs> I just saw the preview, like, of the preview. They just threw in some Lady and the Tramp characters and said, called it a day. That's it. That's all they did. <laughs> Dude, wow. I can't... I can't believe... Just first and foremost... Um, Buddy movie be like... There was a guy in the beginning credits named Dick and Lucas. <laughs> Dick and Lucas. Well, Dick and Lucas. And I think that he left with the rest of the animation team. Oh, yeah, there's some tea after this one. Yeah. let's. Why? After this movie. Well, one, I want to say that the animation in this movie was so beautiful. Um, so we're going to miss Don Bluth. Don Bluth. 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 Um, <laughs> the Bluthinator. The Bluthinator. Uh, but the tea is that... Basically, the production on The Fox and the Hound started in 1977, and the film marked the last involvement of the remaining members of Disney's Nine Old Men. Oh, that's As what development it is. was handed over to a new generation of animators following the retirement of the old animators. However, the film's release was delayed by over six months following the abrupt departure of Don Bluth and his team of animators. Further concerns were raised over the handling of the scene in which Chief is hit by a train, which we were talking about, which was controversially changed from his death to a non-fatal injury in which he was merely suffered a broken leg. Gotta say, I I agree with the Don on this one. Me too. Hashtag Chief should have died. Hashtag kill Chief next time. (laughs) Yeah, because it would have raised the stakes so much, but we're not there yet. Let's, do you want to go in order? Yeah. Okay, As always. As always. You no, know, I was about to say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do in the next one if everything changes. It's the black fucking cauldron that's next. That's why <laughs> everything changes. <laughs> Literally. For the worse. I think next to um the, n- next to, what's the other one that we hate? The sword, sword and the, the stone. The, the sword and the shit, sir. 
the sword and the get me out of here. I don't care if the sword gets out of the stoner. Does it, does it matter that the sword got in the stone at all or got out of the stone at all? The sword and I want to get stoned and die and go to bed and not watch the sword in the stone today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that uh, the Black Cauldron is up there with the Melissa and Doug are not excited to do Disney. Yeah. For these movies. True. Very. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so the that animation team left and left us with um, the, the next Cold. movie, which is The Black Cauldron. So that yeah. kind of makes sense. And if you don't know, Don Bluth is the guy who left and made American Tale and Land Before Time series. Which and we stand. We do stand that. We stand Land Before Time always. Um, I, there were a couple other ones that he made, but I don't know the rest. But... Yeah. Anyway, back to the fox and the hand. Fox and the hound. Quite um, awesome. Plot. Okay, let's talk about the plot because it was so good. It was just so, so profoundly good. Really good. And so adult. I wrote, Todd is abandoned. Abandoned. Todd, Todd needs a Band-Aid. So they band-aid. all go to CVS hey, yo, and girl, get one. need a Band-Aid. <laughs> Todd is abandoned. Tries to assimilate in a village. It's not really a village. I just wrote village. But Definitely not becomes a hunted <laughs> and has to leave. Copper wants to be his friend, but his job is to hunt him. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I also was... I was really, like, reflecting on this in the last half of the movie, but the fox is born into a system that works to actively run him out and literally kill him. <laughs> um that's what his basically existence is in the movie and the hound is innocent until he's learns these behaviors of aggression and violence by his father figure Mm -hmm. who he didn't necessarily choose to be his father figure but he all of these aggressive behaviors are learned but at his core he's good obviously we realize at the end but this is a story about two like beings that obviously are not meant to be friends but at their core in in a world where like they in a world where these like aggressive behaviors aren't pushed upon them they would obviously exist in harmony and live really happy lives together One thing I do want to point out is he instinctively and immediately sniffed out the red fox without, like, learning that. But that was more of just curiosity, I guess. It was curiosity. instinct. I I think that was... a dog. (laughs) Yeah, it was instinct to sniff out the um, fox, but it wasn't instinct to sniff him out and kill him. Right, he became friends with him. Literally, he became his friend instead. Yeah, so I thought the plot was fantastic. <laughs> yes, yeah, so so excellent. Oh, I'd probably give it. I would give it a ten. Yeah. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Okay, Doug, let's give it a ten. Woo! I'm for a ten, that's a perfect. That's a perfect score if I ever saw. All right, the writing of it. I also thought the writing was excellent. Excellent. Just so good. Each yeah. character was so consistent. Like, the way the... Fo- I wrote down some... Well, I, I kept also a chart about who was the cuter baby, Todd or Copper. 
Um, and <laughs> I wrote down some quotes from Copper. <laughs> Smell my way back. Woo, 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 woo. And um, the fact I'm that... I'm a hound dog. He's a hound dog. Um, he smelled it with his nose. He's just everything about the way they were written as kids was so good and yeah. like accurate for little baby bubbas. Yeah, I put cute as fuck interactions between Todd and Copper as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked I liked the fact that right in the beginning Todd was kind of perceived as a predator in the in the house that he was brought into, mm-hmm. but in the end he was the one being hunted. I thought that was cool. So good. A cool flip. It and you know what else I loved? You were talking about the minor characters of Boomer and whatever the fuck that chick. Okay, Boomer. Character was okay, Boomer. Um, they were hunting this caterpillar the whole time, and we were like talking about how we don't know if we like this. Like it might have just been like a little filler plot, and like the game of cat and mouse that the yeah. minor characters do, like sometimes does feel like filler plots. Didn't seem necessary. But then when the caterpillar at the end turned into a butterfly, after we saw like our protagonists like come full circle with yeah. their character arcs and their evolution it just was a really beautiful moment of like oh that feels good in my tummy to watch I think it that was, yeah i think it was like stubborn things can change yeah and yeah and they could become beautiful things yeah basically things that look like ugly and might be your dinner um yeah. can change into something beautiful so that's pretty cool uh, i thought yeah that's where i thought the writing was really really good too i love when the plot the b plot or not even the b plot i guess you could call that the b plot because the a plot was everything else um but that when it like meets up so perfectly with the a plot mm-hmm. i fucking love that yeah that was good so yeah and it elevates the meaning of it the took a plot. the whole movie but i guess that was the point yeah um, uh i guess there were like some cheesy moments in the writing like obviously chief being alive and then just being uh comic relief but super unfunny was kind of bad <laughs> and it was only one moment of that yeah i think we both agree that she should have died so that's points off right and yeah and he had the whole um him being overreacting to his broken leg which should have been more than a broken leg but they but they he were like oh, so calm many down. feet yeah they were like oh just calm down and then the very last scene was him saying to the human saying about the human owner He's overreacting to a little leg wound and then Copper like rolling his eyes like just so stupid. It's just dumb. <laughs> they obviously wrote that in last minute because yeah, I they agree. were like, yeah. They... And that's when Don Bluth was probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's stupid. But yeah, I mean, it's a kid's movie, but. If kids could handle Bambi's mom. <laughs> that's true. Kids could handle yeah. fucking Chief dying. Yeah. I wrote down a. Uh, saying their thoughts out loud at certain times was really apparent to me like a couple things that copper said like after uh chief died he was like just talking out loud and it's it's felt really inorganic to me i wish i remember what he said but that that's an example to me of like I feel like they could have conveyed that more in action. Oh, when he just, uh, when he was like, "You're gonna pay for this," basically. That, yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly what he said there, and then there was another scene after that when he was just talking to himself, and I felt like they could have uh, conveyed that in actions rather than exposition. But 
Mm. That's just a little like the writing. I wouldn't say is perfect, but I did think it was really fantastic in everything else we said. Yeah, so. like with the consistency in the characters and everything, that was yeah. like very very perfect. But with those moments of like, you just didn't really need that. I know we're always gonna get that like over explanation in children's movies. It's true, but but um, there are better ways to do it, and there are some movies that they've done that handle that really well. Totally. So, I would probably say eight. Yeah. Just also, yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. Just because of the chief thing, mostly. Right. Pacing, tone, consistency, I'd give this a 10. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Um, the yeah, pacing was so good. And I think that it was really elevated and it um, and assisted by the score and how perfect the score was. I think this, I want to talk about the score later, I th- but I think the score worked in the tense parts very well mm-hmm. and then in other parts it didn't really stick out to me much mm. um as far as pacing goes how did you feel about when todd was grown up and in the woods and figuring things out did you feel like that dragged a bit no meeting, meeting vixie i thought meeting i thought it was all like the thing that i think they do perfectly with todd specifically is his like legato nature Mm. and us really being right there with him and present with what he's feeling in certain moments we really see those feelings come and go with like a wave of something and i like how we're forced to be there with him so i don't think it dragged i I think we were sort of like placed in a moment where we were supposed to be patient with him because that's how he was forced to feel too like he was he was in his inner turmoil was so much but he was literally there being tortured by a land he doesn't know for an entire evening Mm -hmm. and we experienced it with him for a shorter amount of time but like the the pacing and the tone really was like putting Mm -hmm. that on us and i think it was effective nice and (laughs) i think that the tense moments are really tense and the fun moments were really fun, like when they were kids. And then mm. w- immediately when uh, Copper came back, you could feel that the entire tone of the movie changed because all of a sudden, like, uh, wait, did I say Todd came back? I meant Copper came back. Mm. And Todd is like, uh, wait, things are different now? Why? Why? It's like, yeah. and it's like, okay, now the movie's different because they are not friends. <laughs> totally. This movie was really, it was very clearly broken up into acts yeah and i yeah. love that definitely mm-hmm. so yeah great great for this section fucking yeah what i'd give it say? i i get i get where your hesitance comes though so do you want to give it like a 9.5 yeah i'll give it a 9.5 because i was i felt like there were moments where i was kind of like drifting a bit yeah bub 9.5 <laughs> all right pro tag so my thing with this is i see todd as the protagonist and i see copper as the anti-hero not necessarily the antagonist but he's not the central point of the movie it's it's todd that we're following wow yeah hence the fox and the hound copper is super important but it's todd's story that we're following i mean we're following both stories because we see we see copper grow up I wonder who gets more screen time. That's a good question. But for me, I feel like it's Todd's story. And 
it, Todd runs it's Todd's issues because Copper is the one who changes. I don't know. Um I do feel like Todd's uh, that's why Todd's story is more tragic. Yeah, and he is a tragic I I also character. understand why you feel like he's the protagonist because we are right there with him and we see until him the end. Also. We see him first. We see him as a scared little boy. Mm-hmm. Little Bubba in the woods where Big Mama has to actually say like, okay, what are we going to do with this cute little boy? You need someone to take care of him. We were there with him for that. Mm-hmm. Whereas we just saw the, um, we saw Copper come out of a bag right? in the beginning. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was in a bag. <laughs> yeah, basically be a born, born boy out of bag. And he was very comfortable immediately. Yeah. Loved immediately. He was so he was so sweet and loved. I think that we uh, the tragedy that follows Todd is something that we were a lot more right right there with. So and the injustice that follows Todd also is so apparent. And since it's copper, that kind of carries the burden of that mm-hmm. um, of carrying out that injustice because of things that he can't really uh control either Mm -hmm. like because he's carrying this like burden of violence basically he um we don't want to empathize with him as much so i i get that but i wouldn't call copper an anti-hero either no i don't think so because when i think of like popular anti-heroes that i know it's like 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 Walter White and like people like that. It's like, yeah, I, you, there is a, uh, I guess. I mean, he's a different kind of anti-hero because I mean, there is a point in the movie where he wants to kill Todd. You know. Yeah, because Todd hurt Chief unintentionally, but which is the second time that Todd has like unintentionally f- fucked things up for other people. But, like, at the same time, Todd wasn't the person... Todd wasn't the animal that started any of those quarrels in the first place. Mm-hmm. So... So, I mean, the reason we're going over this is because... Well, do you think there are two protagonists, or is there one? I think we should treat it as two protagonists. Oh, okay. All right. So, and do you love them both? Of course. I love them equally. Yeah. I'm <laughs> two very different arcs. Yeah. So different, such so different. different arcs. And yeah, it made it really interesting to watch them both throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were, and the way that it was, um, the way that their screen time di- did differ, I think um, following the parallel stories was just perfect. And when they came back together, it was like this ebb and flow of like, we we were never with one of them and not the other for too, too long. Mm -hmm. That's why I think it's also a testament to the pacing and tone. Um, They like took a lot of like, they took the time to be like, okay, we, I didn't miss the other ever. So what do you think the reason was that they showed Copper growing up and not Todd? We saw Todd young and we saw him old. We didn't see him transition. Because Todd was just chilling mm-hmm. the entire time that he was at Grandma's house. <laughs> and Copper was the one going through a transformation that was going to push the story forward. Very, yes, very much so. Yeah. So, gotcha. that's, so I didn't miss... That's why I didn't miss seeing, like, a progression of Todd being little and into big. I, I like, Which wouldn't I, have I, been interesting, yeah. honestly. <laughs> we, but we, what we did see was something that Todd never had before was a collar. 
when we went back uh, to him when he was an adult no, I think, fox. Actually, he had I a think collar. We saw that. Really? I think we saw her give him the collar. Oh, really? Well, I'm a fucker. I <laughs> totally forgot. Okay, take my brain and squeeze it. It's all good. Um, yeah, but I think both of them were so... Their arcs were so good, and I was so there with both of them. They were both so fucking cute, even though I think that, honestly, the cute baby award goes to Copper. Yeah, I agree. The puppy skin is everything. <laughs> and the you the you way speaks is so good. Yeah. No, but the thing is, like, even if we are keeping them both as protagonists, mm-hmm. they're both perfect yeah. for the kind of characters that they were. Todd being basically the tragic hero who who was just basically born into this like place of danger mm-hmm. and he just he couldn't stay there and he st- and the friendships he made there he wanted to keep but he couldn't and in the end he did fight for that even though it would could have hurt him mm-hmm. and copper being born into basically this comfort and seeing that there was something else outside of that but realizing he couldn't have that and in the end fighting for that too Mm-hmm. I think both of them had amazing arcs, and I love both these characters a lot. So I would give this a perfect. He was not only like Copper was born into comfort, and then, and like acknowledged that, acknowledged his innocence, and like we got to be there with his like purity and innocence as he tries to make friends with this um, being that he by the like natural by the unnatural order of things he like isn't supposed to be friends with or whatever mm-hmm. um and then we see him have to do unlearning there and relearning and by these evil forces and then it comes back in the end that the learning that he did when he was so young ended up like triumphing over yeah the evil that he learned and that is the reason why we end in this like nice story of these humans also unlearning the hate for each other oh yeah that's right which is pretty cool yeah i mean i'm down for a 10 for them yeah they tens they tens and tags so this would be chief and the redneck dude who I don't know the name of. This is who I, um... Gun guy. Okay, and Chief is complicated too, right? He's a little complicated. Because Chief, Chief for all died. we know... Chief should have died. Hashtag Chief should be dead now. But Chief also started out just like Copper, for all we know. Mm-hmm. You know? And just... But didn't have a friend. Right, right. So he didn't get that chance to, like, in his in his year or in his time of innocence he didn't get that chance to experience anything outside of his fucking terrible owner's influence right which honestly we shouldn't be i mean we shouldn't be defining characters by what they could have been through right we should only be defining them for what they had been through of course but having that like empathy for him i don't think that chief is the real villain here i think it's always the hunter oh the, like, it is the hunter yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he turned Chief into what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, Chief devolving into a comic relief character in the end did kind of, uh, you know, kind of take his character down a bit for me. And but Copper was supposed to take 
the spotlight in that in that part, so mm-hmm. that worked. But if Chief died, then that would would have worked a lot better for his character and totally. the memory of his character rather than just being a joke in the end. So I think points will be taken off for that. Just a couple. So you think that Chief should be in the character uh, in the category of antagonist and not supporting characters? Oh, um, I mean, he did oppose Todd. You know. Yeah, you're right. I was, I was, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, we so haven't done did, this in a while. So. so did Copper for a while. That's why I was pitching Copper as an antagonist. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, I don't know, I mean, it's tough. It's not black and white. It's gray. It's just gray over here. Um, when I think of antagonists, I'm definitely thinking of the... Hunter. Hunter. So, only. yeah, let's talk about him a little more. Then. Um, and maybe the fucking badger who was talking about his property... True. And telling and him that he should go role, back though. to where he came from. <laughs> that fucking That's badger. An um, but yeah, I wrote down fucking dog owner cuddles his gun in his bed waiting <laughs> for shoot. for chief to bark so that he can shoot a cute little fox. One thing I do want to say about Sad him face. was that obviously he was a piece of shit the whole time. But it did in the end, it did kind of show a little arc for him that the one thing he does care about more than hunting and, you know, being a dick mm-hmm. is his dogs. Yeah. And he did respect his dog enough to stop hunting this fox. That's true. I noticed that, too, and I was yeah, I was, was wondering nice. what you were going to say about that. Because yeah. he could have <laughs> just moved. Could have shot him anyway. He could have shot him, <laughs> and he could have just moved his dog out of the way. It could have been another fight. Yeah. And he could have gotten more hurt. But you saw, that's also what I love about, like, they, this movie takes its time so so much. We got to sit there and watch the face of this hunter change. Yeah. The right. animation there was wonderful. And we right. really saw the conflict and then his acceptance. Yeah, there was a lot of good, like, facial animation in this movie. The it, animals, too. It felt like a father and his son. Like, a father realizing, oh, I've raised... I raised my son, and my son is making a decision that might oppose me, but I am so proud that he has the ability to make a decision right now. Yeah, so that was really awesome to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really, really cool. I still think he's a piece of shit. Right, and he was (laughs) supposed to be. Yeah, but that was was a cool thing. Um, I I mean, I guess I found him a little annoying. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, so annoying. I mean, he <laughs> sucks. He's the worst. I I hate a hunter, and I think that they should definitely play this movie also for people who illegally hunt um, where they're not supposed to and shit um, instead of Bambi, because Bambi's been. I mean, Bambi will always be effective, but <laughs> also yeah. this could be used for the same function. I have a question for, sure. for you though that I'm been thinking about. It's like, I mean, I was talking about before that like copper. Or Chief is only the way he is because of what the hunter made him. Mm-hmm. But then could you just go down an endless cycle of being like, oh, the hunter is the way he is because of, of what father. because of his father and yeah. So then no one has any fault or control over their actions because I don't want to think like that. True. I think people do have the ability to make their own decisions. Sure, no, no, this what. guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. And also that means Chief was also a piece of shit in his own way. Yeah, that's a dog. But he's a but he's <laughs> so, a dog. You know, we cut dogs slack. <laughs> um, it's also all he knew. Right. 
which oh my god this movie does such a good job of showing that you can't only know one thing yeah there's more to see there's more to learn because the only thing that differentiates chief from copper is that copper has this friendship in infancy yes and also on that i think having these one-dimensional villains who changed in the end um be in contrast with copper who was kind of like teetering on the edge of being a protagonist and and an antagonist Mm -hmm. uh made that stand out even more make like made the story even better that they were so just so like maybe not one-dimensional but you know one track minded one track minded and Mm. then they changed a bit in the end and i mean that's i think that's a great villain for this movie so good yeah yeah oh yeah and he was scary too i mean he was cradling that gun like barging into a person's house in the middle of the night with a shotgun Mm -hmm. you are scary i don't know i think as an antagonist the way that he functioned he was perfect in this movie i would give him a 10 i want to say nine then just because uh chief didn't die okay 9.5 9.5 let's put take a 0.5 down on every category because chief didn't die supportings there were a bit oh my god big mama rocked i really wish that she had more screen time yeah i liked her more than the old lady at first but then when the old lady chose to take copper uh take todd into the woods to save him she went up in my respects yeah yeah i also think that Honestly, Grandma's an unsung hero, and I don't want to keep calling her Grandma because I wish she had a name. Does she have a name? Sure she does. I don't know it. Old lady who lived in a home um, (laughs) who adopted Foxy. Um, I think she's a bad bitch. Bad bitch alert is actually what I wrote. Because remember when (laughs) she's driving her car and she has the milk in the back of her... She's got the milk crates in the back. (laughs) Of her car, and she's being chased by the fucking hunter with the gun and shot at because Fox is running away from the hunter, and the hunter just shoots her milk, and so she does not flee. She stops her vehicle, and she goes up to the hunter, steals his gun, and shoots him in the engine. (laughs) She has no fear of this fucking stupid man. Yeah, she was badass. Yeah, she rocked. So, and then, and then she has enough like. She has enough wisdom and um, and selflessness to give up Todd when she knows that the environment's unsafe for him. Like, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. She's a cool lady. Very cool. Uh, I found OK Boomer and Little Bird boring the whole time. It, and then, But I, I understood it in the end. But every, every scene with them, I was like, eh, I just don't. Why? Like, why are we going to this? Comic relief, I guess. But. Mm-hmm. I understood it in the end that they were trying to show the the caterpillar change, but it felt a little unnecessary. But it wasn't terrible. I feel you. I I don't. I think those scenes could have been shorter. Yeah, they could have been shorter. They sure. could have had the same amount of impact if they were shorter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For show. For show. Um. What are some other? Well, there are the characters that they met in the forest. Yeah, they came much later on. Uh, mm-hmm. Vixie. What do you think of Vixie? Vixie could have had more. I mean, I'm looking at this now, and it's only an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah. I mean, Vixie was just... I guess she was just comfort for Todd in the end. 
She literally is another female Disney character True. that only it functions for fuck me eyes. True, the fuck me eyes came back. <laughs> that was it. Um, yeah. Now, let's think about what if she wasn't in the movie? Would it have been very different? Probably not. It gave him a Dude. little comfort. What if he was alone? Maybe that could have been even more. Or effective. found another friend instead. But that I guess that's what that was. Yeah. It was, I mean, instead of a, oh, just a friend, it was love. But and it set him, uh, and I don't mind that. I think that that's No, I don't cute. mind it either. But, and it also set him up for, like, a lifelong, like, we see them sitting together in the end, like, watching over the house. And that's like, oh, this they're going to have babies together, and they're starting their lives together, sure. so, in I the think, forest. I think it still could have been effective if he was alone there. You know, kind of accepting that, accepting mm-hmm. that he was like a loner, that he was a hunted individual, and mm. you know, him being okay with being alone in the end. I think that could have worked too. But. You're right. It, it it definitely could have. We would have seen a lot more of a he. We would have seen a jaded version of Todd, like Sadly a more Todd. on guard and um, yeah. jaded version of him in the end. Um, which I don't want to see in this movie. Todd lose his like hope and mm. and like pep in his step almost and his like gracefulness for the sake of like us seeing him alone, mm. you know. Um, because I liked that like positive consistency with him, despite everything that he goes through. He still like finds hope in he finds love in a hopeless place. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, re. <laughs> oh my gosh, call me her name again. <laughs> anyway, what was I? Oh, there was one more thing. About Vixie or more characters? Badger, porcupine? Vixie. It was Vixie. Well, there's not much to say about her. Right. And but. I, yeah. Look, I feel like she was okay. Like, she was fine. I mean, she functioned the way that she was supposed to. She was more of a device than, she a, was. than a character. Reminded me. I mean. I don't even want to bring this up because I don't want to it to come off like I equate this scene with anything about this movie. But when we were saying like she functions, she's divisive and she functions like for fuck me eyes, basically. Um, I mean, it brought me back to the Jungle Book where literally Mowgli's entire perspective changes when he sees his first girl yeah and he changes everything about himself that's literally what happened with fox with um todd i don't yeah i mean i mean with him like trying to flirt with her Mm -hmm. i don't think that he changed though after meeting her he was Mm -hmm. still the same fox and he i mean he literally left vixie alone to go help copper you're right you're right Mm-hmm. He, he like, didn't like leave behind all his friends. He didn't lose all of his values no. or like. And yeah. that's why she didn't really. I feel like she didn't have an impact. Honestly, she was that's just kind of there. He was. Um, she was there for comfort. Well, she did. She was the reason why he became comfortable in an in environment the, okay. when he True. had never really been there. True. Before. I. I mean, that's a lot of Disney movies, though. Like I remember having a problem with Bambi at the end when they when they all just like met a girl. Like that was like this is so like. Well, that's unnecessary. That's the team, man. We're in the '80s, um, and it'll probably start to end when we get these like amazing, freaking matriarch queen princesses that we're <laughs> about to meet in about ten years. But women are used as devices to further the plot until very, very late in the movie game. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So anyway, back to the more supporting mm. characters. 
I mean, you can't really say much about the people from the forest because they came so late in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they did what they were supposed to do. I love a cute porcupine. I love a cute porcupine. <laughs> uh, but the supporting character, I think, do you have anything else to say about Big Mama? No, nah, she was she was awesome. I loved her more than the old lady at first, and then I feel mm-hmm. like she didn't play as much of a role. She helped him in the woods. She was my favorite song. I like when she rapped a lot. Pearl ba- Bailey rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all right, I guess I would give supporting uh, maybe an eight from me. Okay. You want more? 8.5. 8.5 I'm good with. Let's get it. We are Eight. still at this point also only having a black person play a trope, basically, as like the uh, big wise, the mm. like wise black woman mom character. Her name is literally Big Mama. So <laughs> we'll see how that like evolves through the yeah. years too. But Pearl Bailey was awesome doing it mm-hmm. and it was a great character, but... Um, that's still there, so still cool. there. Eight point five. Let's get it. And now setting. Um, I said, awesome seasons changing, showing the passage of time, and that was really, uh, uh, good for this because of the how quickly dogs grow up. So like each time the season changed, you, I mean, it, the the leaves, the leaf color changed, and then snow. Mm. The then copper was older each time, so the animation directly affected the plot in this sense. So that was really cool. Yeah, that was really really cool. And the passage of the like first image of the passage of time was so good. I forgot what it was. Yeah, the leaves, so good, and all the colors were so good to do that. You said it. You said it. With the um like the backgrounds and stuff, they were cool. They. There was a lot of like simplistic animation going on in the background, like um, the waterfall not moving really. There was just kind of a layer of droplets clearly like over it, and the trees were just kind of like one dimensional. It looked cool, um, and I liked that. But I felt like the animation, I don't know if it stuck out from anything else. Mm. Um, it just had those moments of coolness. I don't think it was like amazing at all times, but yeah, what there, do you think about it? There wasn't anything like super special. And it I'd was say scratchy still. Yeah, and we're definitely in scratchy town, but I thought it worked. Like no, it just definitely. it just worked. I wasn't like watching it, I wasn't craving anything more mm-hmm. because all of the elements worked together to create something so beautiful. So I wasn't really like bothered by any of it. I think it was just fine cool yeah and the scene design um when we're talking about the grandma's house real good like every part of like the barn and shit and like we we got little little images of like the cottage core that she was so that's part of the scene design and i like that and how it differed from um us not even seeing the inside of this guy's house because we kind of probably know what it looked like Um, we were in there we were in there yeah uh, when chief was not dead oh (laughs) yeah and it looked exactly how we thought it would look it's just wood and hay um which really differentiated them uh and yeah i would probably say 7.5 or 8 just because it didn't stick out that much to me okay we could do eight let's get it animation colors character design 10 
yeah, this is better because of the a the facial expressions on all the characters, the colors of the of the characters really popped. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was really fantastic. Ten. Okay. Well, I also think that this deserves at least a nine because the I soundtrack. Yeah, the score. I disagree. Wow. <laughs> I think the score was just so good. In yeah, you were saying that in parts where it did really work in tension, but throughout the rest of the movie, it didn't really affect anything. I felt like, and I was, any song they sang, I was really bored. Mm. Besides, I mean, the rap was cool, but she only rapped for about two seconds. That's true. <laughs> That's true. She did. Um, but do you think that because I also wrote down? It's also it was also this movie movie was called a musical, and the, and the songs are pretty boring. God, D- Disney doesn't get good at that until no. like the ninety one. Um, but <laughs> eighty nine. Think about think about this. Here's some food for thought. Even though I ate a whole pizza. <laughs> um, the like the balance between the silence and when there was when the score was there because it was so powerful i when the score was at its peak and then we got those moments of silence and it forced us it literally directed us to be right there to cap capture those moments of transformation that the characters were going through like it was it was almost like the score were like functioned as arrows on a path for us to like yeah and and I, we were right there with it you know i think that is the goal of the of a score of a movie i didn't think that silence really was at play in this movie as much i felt like there was a lot of random music going on to be honest in scenes mm-hmm. that didn't need it Oh, okay. I feel like silence could have benefited a bit. Is there a specific scene that you're thinking of that has um, good silence? Yeah, the end when um, he's blocking, he's like saving. Oh, that was fantastic. Todd is saving Copper. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Or Copper saving Todd. Um, yeah, that was just so, it was so powerful to me. Definitely. And I think that the entire f- movie of like us getting score and music the entire time. For sure. Really led up to that moment okay, and made it so much that. more powerful. I agree with that. Yeah. So that's what right. I have there. But you you know my opinion. Um, when it comes to the like lyrical stuff, I don't even think we needed any songs in this movie. But No. And I mean, they did label it as a musical, so mm-hmm. we kind of have to judge it as that. Yeet. But Like an eight? I would say 7.5, so... I'll 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 be there right with you because I didn't really like the beginning song about friendship. Seven point five. Yeah, we could have benefited Sweet. from. Could've you been got a friend in me. Could have been better. Sound effects, voice acting, loved it. Sound effects, voice acting, loved it. Five. Five. Literally, the only thing that the critics really loved when this came out. The voices. The voices. Yeah, Kurt Russell, you did good. You did great, bro. Emotional journey. Five. Can I give this a twelve? <laughs> God damn it! How about it. a fifty? God, I love. I can't believe I didn't cry, but I think I was just so. We've seen this many times. Yeah, it's true. We knew what was gonna happen. Um, right. But I'm usually an emo kid. Let me add the boy up. We're gonna do some addition.
What is it? That's a good score. 91. <gasps> we got an A! <laughs> oh my god, I'm so happy. That feels right. We got an A minus. That feels so right. The Fox and the Hound is so good. Yeah, that feels good. That's right under Bambi and Pooh. So, yeah, that's good. Doug, you know what I remember about doing this when years ago when we started doing this? What? How we were always so satisfied with the score. Because yeah. it just feels right. Yeah. We really fucking got it. Yeah, the first time we did it, we were like, Whoa. Yeah, we were like, God damn, if I were to pick a number quickly. I was watching an episode of Good Mythical Morning this morning when they were um, they were tasting, I think, was it? It might have been every Krispy Kreme donut, and they were they had to choose a number between one and a hundred to rate them at, like within the first two seconds of eating it. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what's more effective. Right, the quick a quick feeling. Or yeah, really or a dissection. Like about it, yeah. yeah, because usually because this is so systematic, I think that this is probably more effective. But I wonder what our snap judgment would be do you want to start doing that that's pretty interesting i kind of wish we did that from the beginning then yeah but, but it's okay we could like i mean things can evolve we saw the butterfly what's up todd kind of looks like todd this guy okay what's oh we have the black cauldron next time huh? oh yeah god damn it it'll be interesting i guess <laughs> <laughs> doug is nursing his whiskey and just rubbing his eyes <laughs> Mm. Oh, God, the Black Cauldron. What did we do the last time we watched it? Just had a conversation the whole time? Yeah, I think we talked through it the entire time, and the hey. people that we were with were sleeping or something. And no, we it was just, just you and me, I think, and it had been a while since we saw each other, so we just talked the whole time. We just caught up. It was the college days. A couple of guys being dudes, dudes being guys. You know, <laughs> dudes being guys watching the Black Cauldron. I uh, love a good 91. This felt really good. And I'm glad to be back with you, Douglas. I'm glad to be here. Um, can we do a quick recap of the other scores? Oh, yeah. We're in the 80s, baby. It feels like a new era. Yeah, we are in the 80s here. I don't think... I think there's only a few movies in the 80s. It's going to be The Black Cauldron, yeah, Great Mouse Detective, and then Oliver and Company. And oh, then, and my... And we're in the Renaissance. I, I love The Great Mouse Detective and Oliver and Company. They both kind of suck in their own way. <laughs> so excited. Okay, go off, Doug. What are the scores? 92.5, Bambi. 92, Pooh. Oh! 91, Fox and the Hound. Oh! Now it drops down to 80, Robin Hood. 75, Dumbo. 72, Peter Dumbo Pan. got a 75? Dumbo got a 75. Okay. <laughs> I remember feeling sad about that, but I think that's... That, I think, I think it's probably okay. fine. 72 Peter Pan, 70.5, 101 Dalmatians, which beats out Snow White by 0.5 at 70. Mm. Um, Lady, wow. Lady in the Tramp, 67. Aristocrat, um, Aristocats, Aristodogs, 64.5. <laughs> Aristocats and dogs. <laughs> uh, Jungle Book, 64. Alice in Wonderland, 63.5. Sleeping Beauty, 61.5. The Rescuers, mm. 61. Ugh. Cinderella, 55.5. Pinocchio, 55.25. Wow, mm. we were really in it on that one. Yeah. Jordan the Stone, way down there at 33. 33! <laughs> Not good. Not good. Not good. Oh, I'm excited to have more queen ladies. Hell 
soon. Hell yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's see if the Black Cauldron surprises us. Okay, Doug. We done. Okay, see ya.